Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David will produce today. Lots of you have emailed me today asking about the baseball game tonight. Uh, it is still going on at the same time. This weather we had this morning uh, is supposed to clear out, and we should be good to go for Gator Baseball tonight. Uh, at the Masters, we will continue to update here. Uh, every break, we will update. I will do that in a second. Before that, though, uh, Major League Baseball. W- what a great day, right? Major League Baseball starts today. The Masters today. Gator Baseball today. Yeah, pretty good day. Last night, I, I was flipping channels, and I didn't realize the Knicks were on ESPN last night. Um they were playing the Nets. And I turned it on and I saw this really old school graphic. And I thought, this must be like a, a an old game. And then I heard Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, so I knew it wasn't an old game. They were celebrating 75 years of the NBA. And they did it with, like, the old-school graphics, and they interviewed, like, Kareem and people like that. You know, they had, they had uh, players from all the decades who were MVPs in some of the interviews. Really well done. And the guy doing play-by-play last night, you know who he is, don't have to mention his name, he actually did an, om- an homage to Marv Albert. He did a yes last night. Yeah, and he said he'd never done that before, but considering, you know, it was the Knicks, because Marv did Knicks broadcast for years uh, before going national. Uh, and, and I also said, let's see, the Knicks are ahead by double digits at the half. Uh, how much do I want to bet that in the morning, when I look, they will have lost? They did. The Nets clinched the seven. I think they clinched the seven seed or they can clinch it with a win. Um, and the Knicks have blown lead after lead after lead like that this year. It's a shame because in the first half, they play wonderfully. In the second half, they can't do anything. But it was really cool to watch that last night. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. But I love the fact, you know, they, they had Kareem and others on. They were interviewing us, and they just showed the game. And you know... It just does kind of show you that in certain circumstances, you don't really need play-by-play. I mean, look, would, you, would I rather have it? Of course I would rather have it because, I mean, you could watch a baseball game and not hear play-by-play, right? So I get it, but and I don't want to say the game was secondary, but the way that ESPN did it, the way that they got the old school into it was pretty cool. Today on the show, 
Jonathan Acosta, one of our former students, who now is a sports reporter for Five News in Fayetteville. Going to come on and talk about Arkansas baseball. Get you set for that. And then Vic Morin from ESPN will talk a little National Hockey League. Um, those are our guests today. Tim Kirkjian will join us tomorrow and talk uh, MLB. And we can talk more MLB today, too. You never, never get enough of that. Two games have already been postponed. One of my former students is working for the Minnesota Twins. And she texted me today and said, it's freezing here. They took batting practice yesterday. It was so cold, they had like warming devices on the bench. And I told her uh, it could be this way in May. Yeah. So, but anyway, Twins were postponed and the Yankees and the Red Sox were postponed. All right. The Masters. One of the things about the PGA Tour is that there's some people on it that you go, who? You know, you, you always know the big names. The guy leading the Masters now, Harry Higgs. He's an American. He's two under through eight. Min Woo Lee, Brian Harmon, Taylor Gooch, Daniel Berger, Joaquin Neiman, Tony Finau, all at one under. Among a bunch of people, even par, are Padraig Harrington, uh, Kevin Na, Bryson DeChambeau, and some dude named Woods. Yeah, he's even through four. Uh, Matsuyama is even. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is even. Adam Scott is even. Now, plus one, uh, some golfers you'd know, Stuart Sink, Zach Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Thomas, Sandy Lyle is playing in this thing. He's won over, but he, he bogeyed the first hole. Fred Couples, speaking of older guys, is two over through 11. Uh, let's see here. Jose Maria Olathabal is four over through 15, as is Francesco Molinari and Larry Mize. Vijay Singh is six over through 10. And um, the rest of the field is still to tee off. Some of the bigger names, Bubba Watson tees off a little after one. Sergio uh, Garcia tees off a little after 1.30. Colin Morikawa at 2. Billy Horschel, the Gator, tees off at 2, as does Dustin Johnson. Patrick Cantlay, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, a little after 2. Roy McElroy is around 2.30. Brooks Kepka is around 2.30 as well. So that's the Masters up to date now. You can... Call us up, talk a little sports today. We hope you will. One of the things I want to bring up today, again, talk baseball all you want, but in light of what we have seen with Mike White, uh, some claiming that he was run out of town by angry social media, 
fans? Is there a point, in your view, as a fan, where it goes too far? I'm just curious if you think there there is a demarcation line somewhere. Because I think some would say, well, yeah. Because look, and here's the other thing I want to know. Do you judge a coach, at least some ways, by how engaged they are in the community? Because, frankly, I don't. Is it nice to be engaged in the community? Yes. Is it helpful to be engaged in the community? Yes. But if a coach, whether it be male or female, is winning and doing it the right way, does anybody really care if they're engaged in the community? It's just like I'm old enough to be to have gone through this. When Andy Lopez was coaching here, he had West Coast roots. And a lot of his players came from the West Coast. And Marshall McDougal, remember that name? Local guy, went to FSU, and he always seemed to hit well against Florida. Well, why didn't we recruit him? Uh, okay. When you win, does it matter if they come from Mars? It doesn't. Same thing. I mean, do you want your homegrown talent to stay home? Yes. But, again, do you think you as a fan, is there a demarcation line in terms of criticism of a coach or their program? 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. Following his second victory of the season, Fred Biondi was named Co-Golfer of the Week this morning by the SEC. Biondi has been putting together an incredible season for Florida, leading the Gators with a stroke average of 69.7 and 4.2 birdies per round. In other Gator sports, the number three ranked men's tennis team has two SEC matches this weekend. They'll be taking on Alabama Friday at 8 p.m. and then Auburn Sunday at 1. This evening, Gators baseball returns as number two ranked Arkansas visits the Florida ballpark for the first of a three-game series. Tune in for live coverage of this evening's game right here at 555. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, you're thinking about selling your home, waiting for the right time? Well, you're not alone because selling is the easy part. Finding your next home can be tricky. I know, you know, you know a realtor, I know realtors, and I know a bunch of them, but I only trust one and recommend one. That's Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty, especially in the Ocala area market. Why risk leaving money on the table with just any agent? Scott has an 18-year proven track record and expertise to help you sell and buy your next home. His name is his promise, your home sold, guaranteed realty. Think about the name. He has guarantees and thousands of exclusive buyers in his database, creating higher demand, multiple offers, and taking the hassle out of selling. This is how he nets his sellers almost 3% more money when compared to other agents. 
just like he recently did for the Cantors in Ocala, selling their home for $12,250 over the asking price in just four days. Call Scott today. He can do the same for you. 352-209-0000. or visit CallwellHasTheBuyers.com. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. The kittens are coming. That's right. The Humane Society of North Central Florida, Puppy Hill Farm Animal Rescue, and Hales Angels Pet Rescue are holding a kitten baby shower at PetSmart on Archer Road, April 9th and 10th from 11 to 4. The groups will be collecting donations to prepare for the arrival of kitten season. Please consider donating KMR, heating pads, small litter boxes, and Dawn dish soap. Who knows? You might even find a new forever friend while you're there. It's all at PetSmart on Archer Road this weekend from 11 to 4. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org slash outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Love listening to Gator Sporting Events on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM? Well, you can also hear Mick, Jeff, Steve, Kyle, Tom, and Sky wherever you are. With the WRUF radio app, catch every touchdown, layup, spike, goal, and home run all in the palm of your hand. Gator games on the radio, on the web, and with you no matter where you are with the WRUF radio app. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF. 
Welcome back. We will open phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Great column today on ESPN.com. It says, College Baseball Reset, Top Storylines, Favorite Moments So Far This Season. And a lot of them are SEC-related. Breakout player of the year. If you don't know who this dude is, Sonny Deshara, a, a Samford player, transferred to Auburn. He's 6'1", 260. 6'1", 260. And he leads the SEC with a 461 batting average. This dude is big, and he's... Hitting the heck out of it. Chris Burke, right, ESPN, he talks about Tennessee. You're going to see him here, folks. Chase Burns, okay? He is a true freshman, and he is Tennessee's Friday night starter. One of the reasons Tennessee has been lights out, okay? He's 5-0 and with a .80. ERA in 33 innings. Let me say that again. 5 and 0. Point I mean yeah, point eight zero ERA, 45 strikeouts in 33 innings. He's only given up 16 hits. And he's not pitching against Hammond Eggers because he has pitched against two teams that were number 1 ranked in Texas and Ole Miss. In those innings, 12 innings, 21 strikeouts, one earned run in each start. Pretty good, wouldn't you say? They asked uh, who your World Series champion pick would be. And it's interesting, um, Mike Rooney from ESPN says, quote, I'll stay with my pick, Arkansas, the team that's coming here and playing today. He says the Razorbacks have won a ton of games despite their power numbers being down from last year. He has a rotation he can trust, three solid relievers for the end of the game, and a team that plays elite defense. Chris Burke, by the way, disclosure here, played at Tennessee. He says Tennessee. Okay, um, and why not? And here's the thing that has been impressive about Tennessee, if you look at it. They've had some injuries in their play, you know, non-pitchers, but they've withstood that, and they still haven't pitched arguably their best pitcher in Blake Tidwell. I mean, think of that. Their, their supposed best guy hasn't pitched yet. Um, most team fun to watch, Rooney says. And here, listen to this, Gator fans, when you come to the ballpark. Tennessee plays with a swagger reminiscent of the Miami Hurricanes football teams of the 80s, and they lead the country in homers. And Ben Joyce 
in the bullpen. Jeff and I mentioned it during our show Tuesday. He's been clocked at 104 miles an hour. Yeah, imagine seeing that coming out of the bullpen. And um, that's just, you know, part of the deal. Now, they talked, Kylie McDaniel does their draft. And he says that the top of the draft now is being dominated by high school players. But he does say uh, infielders, one of them, Colby Halter. Even though he's struggling now a little bit at the plate, he says, and look for Arkansas's Robert Moore in that category as well. Corner outfielders, okay, draft that should be drafted, Sterling Thompson of Florida. And you're going to see Caden Wallace of Arkansas, another one that could be drafted. Tennessee's got one too in Jordan Beck, by the way. Um, and McDaniel says that if the draft were held today, he thinks all of that group of players that I just mentioned plus more would be picked in the top 30. Think of that. That's two Gators in the top 30. And he didn't even mention Judd Fabian, who he has in the next tier. Okay? So that's pretty good. Just wanted to give you that. I'm doing this because I knew today it was going to be just like this. No controversy. No nothing. So I'm going to recite War and Peace throughout the whole day around my guests. But I will keep you updated on the Masters. I'll do that most every break just to keep you informed of what's going on. But Jonathan Acosta is going to join us, sports reporter at 5 News in Fayetteville, uh, one of our former students here uh, who's been, who follows Arkansas athletics. And uh, he will tell you about this Arkansas baseball team. Don't forget our coverage tonight begins here at 5.55. Tough one for Gator softball last night. Really good game. Really good game. Florida lost it late. Four to two. FSU's good. I think they're thirty-six and two. They're pretty good. Um, but you know, Florida hung with them, and and I I got a sneaking suspicion. Uh, you're going to see. I don't know if they play again in the regular season, but if they don't, I think they play in Tallahassee again. But you could see them uh, playing each other down the road again. Twelve twenty-seven. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cox upgrades your equipment at no additional cost to help keep your Wi-Fi fast. So you can keep up with your son. Hey, Mom. And your son's friends. Hey, Mrs. G. <sighs> All of them, including that one kid whose name you always mess up. It's Drubbin. I think it's Kevin. Seriously? Help keep your Wi-Fi fast for everyone with equipment upgrades from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Requires Panoramic Wi-Fi. Available software updates push to Gateway, and every three years you're eligible for an upgraded device. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Other restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that 
they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of the year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Time to call QC Kinetics. They're helping people here and all over America get real, lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated, cutting-edge, natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life-changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, surgery, and downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, or back and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. There's still a chance for a few stray thunderstorms east of I-75 into the evening, but aside from that, the main storm system from today has pushed to our south. Cloud cover gradually diminishing, staying breezy, and low temperatures turning cool tonight. They'll drop to about 50 degrees in the morning. Lots of sunshine tomorrow with highs near 70. At the cooler on Saturday, highs in the upper 60s, but we start to warm up Sunday through the start of the work week. The UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jing Will, and Max. Would you not say Tiger Woods is yes. not a lead? No, I would not say that. I don't think you can demonstrate that just by playing golf. What I know about Tiger is his hand-eye is next level. His will to win is extremely yes, excellent, exactly. right? His mechanics are beautiful. I don't know how, what his time in the 40 is because stuff like that. Dan Orlovsky. Dan, did you hear the sound coming in from break? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> he, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, oh, we are your home for all things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. It wasn't that long ago that my next guest was roaming the halls here in our building, honing his craft. Well, he's done that well, because Jonathan Acosta is now a sports reporter at 5 News Fayetteville, and obviously being in Fayetteville, he follows Arkansas athletics, and he's going to talk to us about the Arkansas baseball team. Acosta, what's going on, man? How are you? How's it going, Steve? Great to hear your voice and talk to you again. How's yeah, same here. So I'm glad you're doing well, Jonathan. Um, I think the numbers for Arkansas 
really speak for themselves. I mean, they have a 13-conference series winning streak coming here. I think they've won six or seven uh, away conference series in a row. They've been good for a long time. But let's take this, this group here. As you, you know, give a, a, an overview of this Arkansas team, what do you see? You there? Jonathan, we lost you. Hey, can you hear me? Okay, now I can hear you. Yeah, we, we lost you there for a second. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I just want to say that um, what stands out to me is the depth in their uh, lineup and their starting pitching. Um, let's take their starting pitching uh, first. Connor Nolan is going to take the bump for them today. And there's some questions about him coming into this season, but he's really settled in into that Friday night starting role. You know, he has a 305 ERA, and he's been actually pitching his best baseball since the, in the start of SEC play. He's actually coming off his best outing against the defending champs, Mississippi State, where he went seven innings, only gave up four hits on 104 pitches, and he's actually logged over 100 pitches in each of his last three starts. So that shows you that he's going deep into the game, kind of allowing that bullpen to kind of rest some of its arms for Saturday and Sunday. But Arkansas has had good starts on Saturday and Sunday as well. A freshman, Hagen Smith, he's a lefty, um, throws in the mid-90s on Saturdays. And then Jackson Wiggins, um, he'll battle you on Sundays. He's actually got a 4-0 record, so he's been really solid. And then in the lineup, two guys to touch on. Chris Lanzilli, he's a transfer from Wake Forest, leads the team in batting average with 344. And then Braden Webb, he got off to an 0-23 start this season but since then he's been absolutely on fire batting 321 in sec play he leads the team with seven home runs this season so a lot of depth in in the lineup and really good starting pitching on the weekends jonathan i'm going to ask this in just a general sense if you look at the numbers to me arkansas strength is pitching and defense they're terrific defensively and and it seems they've struggled a little bit in sec games offensively is that a fair assessment yeah, I think you could say that. I think what this Arkansas team doesn't have a lot of weaknesses, but I think something you could say is that sometimes it feels like they become a little too long ball dependent. It, it feels that if they went into a pitching staff that can kind of keep those fly balls inside of the park, get them to keep the ball on the ground, that this team can sometimes struggle to score. We saw in their last SEC game um, against Mississippi State, they dropped the, the series finale 5-3 in 12 innings, and they're – Two of their three runs were, were solo shots. So, like I said, sometimes they kind of get too dependent on the long ball and they kind of struggle to, to string together consecutive hits and kind of keep, keep some rallies going in, in innings. So I think that could be a, a key success, for example, for today with Florida throwing Hunter Barco, obviously a fantastic pitcher. If he can just kind of keep the ball in, inside of the park and make Arkansas string together some hits, I think that, that, that could be a way for Florida to maybe steal a game today. You know, one of the things I've always been impressed with Dave Van Horn, his teams always seem to play good defense. And, you know, they, last year they had a terrific arm, obviously, who's now not with the team. From a bullpen standpoint, Jonathan, how good are they? Yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned Kevin Cops because he was so dominant last year for, for Arkansas. That in fact, he they're basically he was their starter in the, in the Super Regional against uh, NC State. Um, so this year there's some questions about the bullpen. I think they've really, really settled on two guys – towards the back end in Zebulon Vermillion and in a closer in Brady Tiger. Brady Tiger, um, four saves on the season, three of them coming in SEC play. And he's been making the rounds actually on social media because he has 
a nasty breaking ball. A pitching ninja, a popular Twitter account, has been tweeting out some of his stuff, and it that that ball's got some movement on it when he throws his curveball, his slider, his fastball is pretty good. We'll sit around 95, 96. So he's kind of solidified that that closer role for them, and actually showed he can pitch in long relief. I think he went to three and two thirds innings his last time out against Mississippi State. Another. Uh, Arm in the bullpen, uh, Zebulon Vermillion. He's been solid for them uh, his last two outings and allowed any earned runs. They have had some struggles in the bullpen outside of those two guys, though. The guy that they've thrown the most has actually been Cole Ramage, and he's kind of been teed off on his last couple times out. So the strength for this Arkansas team is in pitching-wise is at the beginning with its starting pitching, and I'd say with Brady Tiger closing. But those kind of bullpen arms to kind of – Join them in between is kind of the, the weakness in that pitching staff. Jonathan Acosta joining us now, uh, one of our former students here, now sports reporter at 5 News Fayetteville. Jonathan, I want to talk about the Arkansas program as a whole because it wasn't that long ago when, you know, the basketball teams weren't all that good. Uh, football was awful. Uh, baseball's always been good. You know, softball wasn't all that good. And all of a sudden... You know, those programs now, at least for the most part, are a lot better. And, and this turnaround's happened in a pretty short period of time. You've been able to witness some of this. What, what's been behind that? All of a sudden, Arkansas Athletics really on the uptick. I think a lot of credit has to go to their athletic director, Hunter Yerichek. He's been fantastic. The people here love, love him. And one thing I'd say about this uh, kind of Razorback athletic department is that they're very united. There's a lot of cohesion between the coaches and all the sports, a lot of uh, kind of energy in, in one direction. They all seem to kind of support each other, a lot of energy from one sport toward the other sports. And, I mean, frankly, they've just nailed a lot of their hires. Sam Pittman has been a fantastic hire for that football team. Eric Mosselman, obviously, uh, back-to-back elite eights for the men's basketball uh, program. Dave Van Horn's been there a while, so don't really count him. But Courtney Dyfel on the softball team that you mentioned, they're, they're in the top 10, top 15. So just... You, you have to have good head coaches in order to have good programs, and they've just frankly nailed a lot of their hires. And not, now they're starting to kind of build on that momentum, specifically with the men's basketball team, which their season just ended. They've been able to capitalize on that momentum by recruiting three McDonald's All-Americans. Uh, Eric Musselman is doing his thing in the transfer portal. So it's getting the right coaches in place and then kind of using their success to kind of elevate the, the programs to heights that they haven't been to in a long time. Jonathan, I'm going to end with this. I mean, look, I don't care what fan base you have. You know, people love coaches who win, and they don't like coaches that don't. But Sam Pittman has taken that football program from, you know, being arguably the laughing stock of, of, the, of the league to, you know, real respectability, and he's done that in a pretty short time. Uh, I would imagine the fan base is in love with him does he engage the fan base much? Does he engage the community much as well? Yeah, I'd say um, he. I'd say all, a lot of these Razorback coaches do a really good job on social media, uh, especially through the team accounts. So Sam Pittman had the whole thing with uh, Larry the bowling ball when they when they became bowl eligible. Um, I, I'd say the king of of the social media here at Arkansas is Eric Musselman, but but I feel Sam Pittman definitely does a good job with it as well. He, he's kind of he's just got a personality that fans like to be attracted to. You know, the way he speaks in his press conference, he has kind of that, that Southern drawl that kind of makes him feel like he's one in the community. Um, sometimes he'll 
talk directly to the fans in, in the press conferences. So he, Sam Pittman just kind of gives the vibe of someone being very approachable. And I think it's made this Razorback fan base kind of fall in love with him. Obviously, the main thing is wins. But when you have a season where you beat LSU, you beat Texas A&M, you win an Outback Bowl, then all the other stuff is kind of just uh, the cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me ask you this. We haven't talked in a while, and I'm going to ask him because uh, he's my former student. Are you enjoying it there? Are you having fun? Yeah, it's really cool to be back in SEC country. I mean, before this, I was out in Eugene, Oregon. Um, it was really cool to kind of see the West Coast. I'd never lived out on the West Coast. Um, got to cover Justin Herbert for a season at Oregon, so that was really cool. But it's nice to be back in SEC country just because, I mean, I know there's the saying in the commercials that it just means more, but it, it, when you go out and see other conferences and you come back here, you, you really do see it, that the fan bases are, are unique, the, the passion is unique um, for every sport, football, basketball, baseball, softball. And that's just not really something you see in many places around the country. So it's been really cool. Um, my first uh, Razorback game of any sport was when they upset Texas and stormed the field. I was there when they stormed the court against Auburn. So I, I'd say from, from a professional standpoint, it, it's just been a, a, couple, a few really fun months to cover Arkansas here in Fayetteville. Well, glad you're there. And uh, when we need something Arkansas, I know where to go. So uh, we'll, we'll have you back. So good to hear from you, Jonathan. And uh, it was good to talk to you again. And thanks for taking the time. Thanks. Take care, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Okay, Jonathan. Thank you. I'm proud of him, one of our former students, Jonathan Acosta, at uh, 5 News Fayetteville covering the Razorbacks. Uh, all right, we will open the phone lines for you. Vic Morin is going to join us at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Senior manager for ESPN Hockey Night is going to join us to talk about the Lightning and the NHL and all that as they start winding down, getting ready for uh, the postseason. But I really appreciate uh, Jonathan's time here. Uh, he was a terrific student here, did a lot of work for us, and always proud uh, when our grads go on and, and do good work. That's really good to see. Uh, we actually got one email in the interim of time between starting now and uh, and this top of the show, and it's basically from Mark, and he says, uh, who do you like for the Masters? I, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, the story is going to be Tiger Woods, and it would be very cool if Tiger Woods is in contention on Sunday. That would be the dream scenario, I think, other than winning the thing. But the Masters is hard. I mean, there's just so many really good golfers in that. Uh, it's just hard to sort of pinpoint. And you, and f from a selfish standpoint, you want Billy Horschel to do well too. Uh, I will update the leaderboard for you because there are now two golfers tied for the lead at the Masters. They had round one, by the way, was delayed by rain. So, but I think it's going to be okay now. 12.43, time check brought to you by Hayes, Chilby, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Caitlin Wojcik. Gator baseball begins its three-game series against the number two Arkansas Razorbacks tonight at Florida Ballpark. The Gators crushed Florida A&M Tuesday, 13 to three, and currently sit with a 19 and 10 overall record, while three and six in the SEC. Catch coverage of the game right here at 5:55. 
The number three Florida men's tennis team hits the road for two SEC matches this week. On Friday, the Gators will face Alabama at 7 p.m. and then take on the number 27 Auburn Tigers Sunday at 1. For women's tennis, the 15th-ranked Gators will stay home this weekend, matching up against number 42 Alabama Friday at 5 p.m. and number 13 Auburn Sunday at noon. After Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Caitlin Wojolak. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I chuckled as I read the words on a church sign. Well, you've been asking me for a sign. Sign God. Have you ever said, if God would just show me a sign, if I could just see a miracle, I'd believe in him? Well, it doesn't work that way. How did Pharaoh and the Egyptians respond to all those plagues? Their hearts just got harder. And the miracles of Jesus... People witnessed a man raised from the dead, and many who saw it wanted to kill Jesus. Sadly, throughout history, we find that most people's hearts don't change even after they see a miracle. Are you waiting for some sign or miracle to give you the proof that believe in God? Evidence for God's existence is everywhere. The revelation of God is found in Scripture, and most of all, in Jesus. You have to decide if you'll be open-minded enough to open your heart to Him and believe. This is Bryant Wright. Speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Phone lines are open for you. 
392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. At the Masters, we have a leaderboard that's got two golfers at two under. Harry Higgs, Taylor Gooch, Joaquin Neiman, Tiger Woods, Adam Scott, Cameron Champ, among those at one under. So Tiger has gotten off to a good start. Padraig Harrington, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, Scotty Scheffler, Bernhard Longer, believe it or not. Now, he's only played a couple of holes, but among those at even par, one over, Stuart Sink, Zach Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Finau, Lucas Glover, Fred Couples is two over, Kevin Na is two over, uh... Jose Maria Olathabal is now, he finished at 5 over 77. He's done. Uh, Molinari is 5 over. Vijay Singh is 5 over. And that's uh, the scoreboard as far as those that are on the course. Tiger is shooting now, and he is normally where I am on a golf course. He is in, uh, he's off the fairway. And he's having to hit between trees. That's a place I am often at on a golf course. But I will bet you $10 that when Tiger hits this shot, his shot will be better than my shot out of that area. Uh, And he just hit it. And let's see what he does. Uh, It is a wonderful shot, right uh, just shy of the bunker. Uh, Wow, good shot. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Let's get an email. John says, you always have a chance to win the championship when you have the best what in the league. Don't go crazy like saying best roster or best starting five. Try to limit the group as much as possible while answering the questions. So if you can put one position only like quarterback, that'd be preferred. Also could be a coach. His answers uh, in football. You always have a chance to win a championship when you have the best Defensive line. Think New York Giants. Uh, You mean the Giants now? The Giants now aren't very good. Uh, He said, uh, champion, when you have the best five pitchers in baseball, and in basketball, if you have the best player in the league. Well, if LeBron, if he's close to being the best player in the league, and Anthony Davis being close to being the best player in the league, uh, that didn't do much for the Lakers. But, so John, I'm trying to think how I'd answer that. I mean, I, I think you, you can say talent. Um, but, but football, I would say when you have the best talent. In baseball, I would say the best pitching. And in basketball, I would say the best shooters. If you want me to limit it to one, one word, which is what, I, what you're asking. Okay? So there you go. BB says concerning the Saints, he's a Saints fan, 
I heard a while back the potential of the Saints looking at Kenny Pickett because the needs of the team above them in the draft may allow him to drop far enough for them to draft him. But then Winston giving a two-year deal, and now comes the Eagle trade. Makes me wonder if the Saints make a move for Pickett or Matt Corral or use the draft to build around Winston, who I personally don't believe to be the guy. Uh, I think they will not draft Pickett. I think Carolina will draft Pickett. And I do believe that they will try to work around Winston. I also think their first pick is going to be a wide receiver. They, they have a desperate need at that position. So if you're – isn't the draft like three weeks from now? Am I wrong on that? Two, three weeks, the draft? So it's getting closer. And uh, But, yeah, that's what I think, B.B. Mike says – Chuck Oliver reports Florida's football booster club is at the bottom of the conference in money raised. If that's true, it's time for new leadership at the top of Gator Boosters. That's appalling if it's true. Okay. I mean, I is that important? Yes, it is. Is it everything? No. Is it, does it, is it everything for success? No. But... I get it. All right, got some emails. I told David today. I told him coming in. I said, you might as well, he'll be like the Maytag repairman today. He can sit back and smoke a cigar and be one of those days, except for the guests. Uh, Brent emails. Uh-huh. And he, he actually has, oh, my gosh, he has an NFL draft question. He said, cool to have Keanu Neal with the Bucks. Yep, he just signed there. Uh, he, and he's going back to safety with the Bucks too, which I think is a good move. Uh, but he, uh, his question about the draft, he said, is this the worst quarterback draft in a long time? I guess, Brent, I would have to define worst, okay? You could have at least two quarterbacks taken in the first round. I think Malik Willis could be a first-round guy. I think Pickett's going to be a first-round guy. Matt Corral could be a first-round guy. So if you've got three quarterbacks taken in the first round, is that a bad draft for quarterbacks? I, I don't know. So, I, But my answer would probably be no. It's not a bad draft. Is it the, the, the deep draft it was at the quarterback position last year? No, it's not. And arguably, it's not as good. I mean, w- would you say Trevor Lawrence is worse than Pickett or Willis or Matt Corral? No, I think you would say most people felt that Lawrence was the top quarterback, and I don't know that there's a consensus, although I think most people think Pickett, um, would fit that bill. So, there you go. Uh, Bill emails. There hasn't been much talk about spring practice. Why do you think that is? Well, again, can't really go to it. Uh, You can't see parts of it. But I have changed, Bill, in, in my thought process when it comes to the spring. 
Okay. There you when we could all go to spring practice, we could all see, you know, what was going on. Was it was it fun? Yes, it was fun. You get to watch him you, you get to see for yourself. What's this guy's throwing motion? Is he accurate? Do the receivers run precise routes? Um, you know, do, do the cornerbacks cover well? One on, you know, whatever that is. You, you get to see that, okay? Does it mean anything in terms of what happens in the fall? From a coaching standpoint, it does. Yes. I mean, obviously coaches get to see scrimmages in the spring. You know, they get to see, and especially a new coaching staff that doesn't know these kids, it's an opportunity for everybody. But in the end, in the end of this, right, come next Thursday night, a week from tonight, and we're on here Friday, you can tell me what you saw, and I want to hear from you as to what you saw. But in the end, if Anthony Richardson's got a great night throwing the ball, does that mean he's going to be a successful quarterback? No, it doesn't. If a guy runs for 150 yards in the spring game, does it mean he's going to be the, a great running back? No, it doesn't. So I, that, in part, is why you don't hear much. I think what you're hearing more of, frankly, is from the players in terms of what Billy Napier has done with the culture there. I think that's what you're hearing about. They mentioned it. I think it was a Gokwin the other day mentioned about, you know, how, how they changed the parking situation, they changed the meal situation, they changed the lobby, uh, the lodging situation. Um, and I think that's been just as big a news as anything else has been coming out of camp. Uh, Bill says, oh, what's the pitching rotation for this weekend? Well, Florida has the dreaded TBA on Saturday. Tonight, righty Connor Nolan for Arkansas, 4-1, 305 ERA. Hunter Barco, 5-1, 187 ERA. Tomorrow, a lefty for Arkansas, Hagan Smith, 5-1, 362 ERA. Brandon Sprout gets to start tomorrow for Gators, 3-3, 468 ERA. Again, a TBA for Florida Saturday. Arkansas will throw a righty. Jackson Wiggins, who's 4-0 with a 3-6-9 ERA. So it's interesting that all three of their starters have ERAs either three or mid-threes. Pretty consistent. So if that holds up, well, then Florida's pitching. And if Barco holds up, well, then Florida wins if you look at it that way. But and this, this will be a fun time to meet. And it's if you look at the numbers – they're going to meet for the fifth time in the last nine seasons. Last year, Arkansas swept Florida in Fayetteville. But Florida has won seven of the ten series played here. So as much as Florida has struggled in Fayetteville, Arkansas has kind of struggled here. They've not had a weekend uh, series win here in ten years. Last time Arkansas won a series here, was in 2012. So maybe that's a good omen for, for the Gators. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF.
Flooring left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turn Mowers cut big yards down to size in less time. So you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like My Ride Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro count on it. Visit Toro.com slash zero turn to find yours. Another prescription? Another surgery? Here we go again. But the joint pain is still here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. Try something new that can lead you to a better life. Football champion Emmett Smith's talking about QC Kinetics, all natural, non-invasive alternatives to surgery and harmful pain medications. I tried to avoid as many of those things as possible because I did not want to get hooked on pain meds. I didn't want those things to hamper my life. Patients across the country are saying no to pain meds and discovering QC Kinetics, all natural, biologic, long-lasting solutions to pain relief, regenerative treatments that help your body restore damaged tissue and get rid of the pain. The natural biologics that QC Kinetics is providing you gives your body a chance to naturally heal itself. End the cycle of pain meds and avoid surgery. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. I love my Charmin's Super Mega Roll is six regular rolls in one. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. We have opening day of Major League Baseball today. We have Tiger getting off to a good start at the Masters. We will update you uh, on the Masters as we go along today. But now, we're going to talk a little National Hockey League. Senior manager of ESPN's Hockey Night, Vic Morin, joins us to talk a little more about the good old NHL. Vic, good to have you, man. What's up? I'm doing well. You're a little shaky on your cell here. I hope we get a little better connection. But um, let, let's start with where the NHL is right now, Vic. And let me see your thoughts on this. Buffalo not making the playoffs again. I think it's a record. Isn't it? I think it's 11 years. What's going on with that franchise? What? What? Why? Why the drought? Well, the drought is because they've had so much turnover at the very top end of their organization, from general managers to constant coaching turnover. And ironically, I think with the Jack Eichel trade and Don Granado having uh, given them stability behind the bench, I actually like the trajectory of this team. Now, Sabres fans won't want to hear this. They 
still believe that they are another two, maybe three years away from making the playoffs again. However, there was some good foundation there with Rasmus Dalin on defense, uh, Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs. Uh, up front, along with a breakout season from Tage Thompson, which has just been spectacular. And you toss it in Jeff Skinner, and there are some good parts there, and I believe that we have seen some real progress in the second half of the season. And it'll be interesting to see if they can sustain it into the beginning of next year. All right. Uh, I'm going to pose a couple of questions to you, Vic. Uh, if I said you had to make a choice, either Florida or Tampa Bay – makes it to the Stanley Cup final, which team would you choose and why? I believe I'm going to go with Florida on this one, even though there is some soft underbelly on both clubs. And the Lightyear without Ryan McDonough right now, which is a huge loss for them. However, I believe there's just a little bit too much hockey that has been played in the compressed period by the Lightning, and we're beginning to see that catch up with them a little bit. I believe that Florida has uh, probably a little bit more intangible just in terms of motivation. And you can say, well, Tampa's motivated because they're going for dynasty status with three in a row, and I get that. But I believe Florida just got a little bit more going for them this year. However, the one thing that I do caution that as much as the Panthers are the comeback kids of the 2021-22 season, once you get to the postseason, you cannot afford to go down three and four goals in a game and expect you're going to make it up against the competition they're going to see. I did not see, Vic, Colorado being as good as they are. Did you? I believe a lot of people did, although when I go back and look at that series against Vegas last year and how Colorado ran roughshod over the Golden Knights in the first four periods and the way that series from first itself was stunning, and it appeared that the uh, Avalanche just came out completely repurposed this year, very focused, but they're going to have the target on their back, and there is no free pass into the Stanley Cup final like a lot of people may believe. I think it is going to be an extremely challenging run for them if they've got to go through both Minnesota and Calgary and route to the final. They're going to be tested. Um, uh, you know, there are there are players from both of those teams that know how to get under the skin of Avalanche players, and there's some questionable that Darcy Kemper has not run an entire playoff season. So uh, there are some question marks there as well, but that's a solid team from top to bottom. I also did not see the Rangers. I, I knew they would be better, but I didn't think, what are they, 94, 96, whatever they are, points. Are they, are, are they legit contenders, or are they still a little bit away? They're probably as legitimate as anybody else there because there's no perfect team in the Eastern Conference. Everybody's got a flaw, even in terms of goaltending. Either there's lack of experience or the goaltending is just not that good. Now, in the case of Igor Shesterkin, you've got a guy that is a candidate for MVP this year, in addition to the Desmond Trophy. Um, they don't have a lot of playoff experience, although they picked up guys like Barkley, Goodrow, and Andrew Kopp uh, at the trade deadline. But this is a solid club. However, one of their major flaws is they tend to get out of the gate slowly 
that's the start of their games. And much like Florida can't afford to fall behind, I don't think the Rangers can afford to start slowly once they get into the postseason. And that's something that they've gotten away with and something that they're actually going to have to get away from if they're going to succeed in the postseason. Vic Bourne, our guest, talking National Hockey League here. Vic, is there a team that's, you think, going to make the playoffs that isn't atop a of a division like a Carolina or somebody like that, that you wouldn't want to play in the playoffs? Great question. And I believe that team, to me, I'm going to, I'm going to pick two. I think Minnesota in the West simply because uh, they're pretty solid up and down. They upgraded their goaltending with Mark Andre Fleury at the trade deadline. They've got a lot of veterans, and I think they're in a win-now mode simply because they're going to be really challenged with the salary cap uh, in the next three years because of the buyouts of uh, Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. So they have to win sooner than later. I think it's East. I'm going to go off the board a little bit and say the Toronto Maple Leafs because that's a club that has absolutely ran into the worst fortune. Uh, they have blown leads in games. They have blown leads in series. The Boston Bruins have had their number the last several playoff years. But I believe that that's a club that a team like Tampa would not want to see at some point in the playoffs. And we don't know when they would be right now. It's still a jumble in that Atlantic division. But I believe the Leafs are another win-now team simply because they've been knocking at the door. They have not won a playoff series since 2004, and there's some urgency there as well. Vic, I'm going to end with two questions. You mentioned Tampa, and I agree with you 100% that, you know, when you're the last team playing in the, for the Stanley Cup, you're, you're playing a long year, and that's, I think, caught up to them a little bit. Are there any other, I'll use the word, flaws with this team? With Tampa, probably not. Uh, you know, I think they're, they're just they're run down a bit. And, you know, look, there's still three and a half weeks of the season to get their game tuned back in. They understand how to win. John Cooper knows the temperament of this club. He's uh, was talking last night after their loss in Washington how – they you know, were, were just they've been pedestrians the last few games. But this is a team that understands how to write a chip. They understand the ebbs and flows of the season. And they're going to be a tough out for any team out there. Uh, any opposition that uh, thinks that the Lightning are going to be pushovers is going to be sadly mistaken because this is a team that did not win two Stanley Cups in very unique situations by mistake. So there's a lot of character there, and you can't say enough about having championship pedigree. And this club will be formidable. Whether they win the Stanley Cup or they go out in the first round, they will still leave a mark square in the playoffs. We've talked a lot about teams in the East, Vic, and I'll end with talking about the West because I mentioned Colorado. Is I mean, Colorado statistically is the best team in the West, but if you were looking for a team to come out of the West and get to the Cup, who would it be? It could be the Calgary Flames, and this is a club that is really cut out of the two championship teams that Daryl Sutter coached in L.A. in 2012 and 2014. They've got some skill. They've got great goaltending with Jacob Marstrom. Uh, Donald Goudreau is having an MVP-type season. I love the acquisition of Tyler Toffoli 
and they're just an ornery, grimy team to play against. And they've played a couple of games against Colorado where they play up in your grill. And I believe that this is the same kind of mold that L.A. was cut out of eight and ten years ago, and that may very well be the club to come out of the West if it's not Colorado. Okay. Well, we're going to see here in the next few days what happens when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. Vic, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Steve. Take care. You got it, Vic. Thank you. It is Vic Morin. He is the senior manager for ESPN Hockey Night. And one of our future guests, we always get Barry Melrose. Barry's at the Frozen Four. And uh, as somebody who is a Ranger fan, uh, Mark Messier is going to be with us uh, down the line here uh, talking some National Hockey League. So, uh, uh, Mark Messier, Mark Messier, yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be pretty big for me. Uh, Okay, Uh, we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. We are wide open today. Uh, I will continually update you on the Masters. Uh, Tiger, if you're just tuning in, is off to a good start. He's one under uh, at seven, so uh, he's right in it. He's only a shot behind co-leaders that we will tell you about here. Uh, And also, when we get back, Major League Baseball is starting today, right? The baseball commissioner, Rob Manfred, says adding a pitch clock is a priority. Is that really, is that really going to slow, I'm speed games up to where it's it's has some kind of real difference in the length of a game? We'll talk about it. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM W. Good afternoon. I'm Caitlin Wojolak. Gator baseball begins its three-game series against the number two Arkansas Razorbacks tonight at Florida Ballpark. The Gators crushed Florida A&M Tuesday 13-3 and currently sit with a 19-10 overall record while 3-6 in the SEC. Tune in right here for coverage of the game at 555. Looking ahead in Gator sports, Florida softball hosts its three-game series against Alabama beginning Saturday. The Gators lost to rival Florida State Wednesday 4-2. And number three Gator men's tennis hits the road for two SEC matches this week. On Friday, the Gators will face Alabama at 7 p.m. and then take on the number 27 Auburn Tigers Sunday at 1. Florida is currently on a 12-match winning streak. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Caitlin Wojlak. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville has been in business for over 40 years. Think of that, 40 years. And one family has owned and operated the business, the Cousins family. And in all that time, they've done the same thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. What do they do? They bring to their place of business the best and late model, low mileage vehicles. Go online, secars.com. You will see the vehicles they have in stock. They update it continually, and you can check out the vehicles for yourself there. You can also go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, and you can check out these vehicles for yourself. Test drive them, eyeball them for yourself. 
The sales staff is there to help you with any questions you might have, and that is the other great thing. Their sales staff's terrific because they don't try to hard sell you. They're there to answer your questions and to help you out in any way possible as you make your decision on the vehicle that you want. But always remember, when you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency fans spring sports season is here basketball baseball softball track and field and the spring football game boy am i excited well now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms don't wait until it's too late call daughtry tree service today for your free evaluation 352-472-2465 that's 352-472-2465 or check us out online at daughtry tree service we believe a job worth doing is worth doing right more than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida. And sadly, more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait, put it down, and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Easter style. I love when everyone's dressed in their Easter best. Then you need to check out the deals at Kohl's. I got 25% off the perfect floral dress, a new shirt for my husband for only $34.99, and got 25% off outfits the kids are going to look adorable in. Cue the family photo op. Exactly. Did I mention you can also get an extra 30, 20, or 15% off with your Kohl's card and earn Kohl's cash? Looks like some bunny hunted down the savings. Select styles, 30, 20, or 15% off on April 16th. Some exclusion apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Tony Amato, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Things can change rapidly at the Masters. There is one golfer now in the lead at two under par. Takumi Kanaya is at two under. And he has done that in just two holes. At one under, there are about eight golfers, including Daniel Berger, Tiger Woods and Justin Rose. Woods uh, is one under through seven. Okay? 
We'll try to keep you updated. At even par, Taylor Gouge was just two under par. He's gone back to even. So is Harry Higgs. He was two under. He is now even. Tommy Fleetwood is even. Bryson DeChambeau, Adam Scott, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Gary Woodland, all even. Some golfers just getting out on the course uh, like Patrick Reed and Lee Westwood. At one over, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, uh, Bernhard Longer is one over. Uh, Padraig Harrington is two over. Zach Johnson is two over. Kevin Na is two over. Fred Couples, three over. Stuart Sink, three over. Francesco Molinari is four over, as is Larry Mize. Jose Maria Olathabal is five over. He finished his round. The veteran Vijay Singh is five over. Uh, and the rest of the field is yet to go out. So, well, again, we'll keep you updated as best we can here uh, as we go along. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, J.D. will talk to us. J.D., hello. Hey, Steve, uh, reference the, the uh, I think it was a, uh email that you got earlier uh, about the Gator Boosters and the Chuck Oliver report uh that the Gator Boosters were last in the SEC as far as contributions. I think that was the the gist of Chuck Oliver's, um, and, and then your response to it is is I get it. Let me ask you this: what is this? What is the significance of of that? What is the significance that the Gator Boosters, uh, given multiple facet questions, Steve, given the NIL and all the other dynamics that we've got going on right now, what is the significance of of the Gator Boosters being low or the lowest in, in the SEC in your in your mind? Yeah, well, here's I mean, the first thing that comes to your mind is available money to spend on facilities, on projects, right? How much more money than you have to raise privately to do that? That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll build a, a brand new um, a football facility. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, one would, would think that after we're complete with all these things that we're going to be at the upper levels Hopefully they, we didn't build something that's already obsolescent. Uh, that we're going to be at the upper level. So I, I, I fail to understand a couple of things. One, why would Chuck Oliver bring that up? What is it? What is it? What was his point in I, that? And, and then, I can't answer that what, without hearing it. I don't know. Yeah, and then what? And your response to it was, I get it, and I'm not sure that I get I get it because I, here I'm sitting and I'm thinking, hey, we're building the the state of the art stuff, so we think, and. Uh, yeah, but but you I have to look in the to... future, I think. Okay, and I'm just yeah. JD. I'm taking this from a, you know, common sense standpoint. Okay, obviously, yeah. all the schools in this league are trying to keep up with the Joneses, build yeah. the facilities, and in some cases, get ahead of the game. Florida, for whatever the reason, and you can. Go back to Jeremy Foley and what he thought. You know, Florida's been sort of behind the curve. Right? Playing catch-up. Catching up, right? 
Yeah. Well, was part of that money? Was part of that, you know, we don't need it yet? You know, I, who knows? But I think that there's always something that's got to be done. And remember, on the horizon now, the next thing is going to be renovation of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Yeah. So that's going to yeah. take dollars. So the more you raise, then the less you have to go out and find money to, to spend. That's I, I think that's what the the issue is here. Yeah, and I and and, and Steve, I'm almost point. Here's my here's my take on it that Ch- that Chuck is creating some as the renovation of the stadium. Uh, you know, I've been having since I got out of service. You know, nineteen. I've been going to home games. I, I, the stadium is what it is. I don't have any heart burn, and and it's not. There's nothing itching in my craw about making great changes to the stadium. But you know, I see that. Okay, maybe they're going to reduce the size, make the chairs more comfortable. Well, you know, whatever. Whatever, but that doesn't in, in 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 the big scheme of things, for me. And I'm just who who, who am I? I mean, just just your average Joe Blow. But that's not a big thing in my in my mind. So, Maybe not in uh, yours, but I think it is. First of all, season ticket holders get surveys. You know, what do you think should be changed? What amenities do you want? They listen to that, and what they're fighting yeah. here, JD, is television. What they're fighting is staying home and being able to drink what you want, how much you want, in air conditioning, and not having to stand in line to go to the bathroom and and watch it on a thousand-foot TV screen. That's what they're fighting here. And that's why the amenities are important, because if fans don't perceive that they get them, they won't go. Yeah. and and, But, Steve, I I think every team, every... uh, Every big team in the country, every big school in the country is fighting the same thing, I believe. Yes, that's true. But But that's why, to back to the original point, and again, I don't know the context he said it, but you got to have money to spend to do it. Yeah, nor nor do I. I didn't hear that. But when somebody starts blaming the Gator Boosters, uh, you know, something. Wait a minute. You're you're using the word blame, right? If I come out and say... The Gator Boosters have raised the the fewest amounts of dollars. Well, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm stating a fact. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, no. I wasn't pointing the finger. I just Chuck Oliver. No, I mean Chuck Oliver. Dollars. If that's what he says, I'm using your word here. You said blame. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and without well, knowing the context, if he just said, "Hey, whatever this is worth, this is what it is." Okay. But anyway, I gotta well, go, JD. I gotta run. Thank you for your call. Um, you. you Again, I, if somebody heard it, if somebody knows the context of how he spoke about that, you know, please let me know. But if it's just a matter of you know stating a fact, well, then that's what it is. Scott Strickland is going to be here live in studio next Wednesday. So he, I'm sure, uh, will talk about the renovation of the stadium because that, unless I'm missing something, unless I misheard him, the last time he was here, after the soccer and that renovation and all that, and now with, with football, uh, as far as the uh, locker room facility and stuff, 
Well, this was the next thing, the renovation of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. So now the question becomes, you know, where are they in the fundraising process? When does that start? What's, going to, what's it going to entail? How long will it take? All of that. And, and look, if you want to be competitive, you know, I, I wish my buddy Shaner were here because if you listen to Shane on his podcast and listen to him when he's been a guest here during football season, he always believed that having a facility was going to you know, bring Florida to the next place. And, and I didn't think that in the same way because now you have to have it. You just have to. If you want to compete, you have to have it. And let's go back to Kevin O'Sullivan and Tim Walton, okay? I can tell you this from personal experience. I've been to every ballpark in the league. Before Florida got Florida Ballpark, in my opinion, there were only two or three that were worse facilities than Florida's. That's it. Missouri's is awful. Tennessee's isn't great, but you see what winning does. Okay? Tennessee has a frat, and they've done improvements there, but it's still not a ballpark like Florida Ballpark is. There is literally a railroad that runs in the outfield over the outfield fence. So they're pretty limited as to what they can do unless they go somewhere else. Tennessee Tennessee softball used to play in a park, in a municipal park, before they built their facility. And again, I, I did a lot of softball broadcasts when Florida resurrected their program. I can tell you some of those facilities were awful. Arkansas's was just awful. South Carolina's press box was about as big as a coat closet. But what do they do? They all renovated. Look what Florida did to its softball. They didn't have a new one, but they certainly upgraded it because it's part of recruiting. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. 
The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. You're always up for some fun with the family, so you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. There's still a chance for a few stray thunderstorms east of I-75 into the evening, but aside from that, the main storm system from today has pushed to our south. Cloud cover gradually diminishing, staying breezy, and low temperatures turning cool tonight. They'll drop to about 50 degrees in the morning. Lots of sunshine tomorrow with highs near 70. A bit cooler on Saturday, highs in the upper 60s, but we start to warm up Sunday through the start of the work week. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Anthony Davis feels like um, nobody likes the Lakers. The whole world is not rooting against you, Anthony. You know who's rooting for you? Every TV exec. They want you to play. You know, that you have people who don't like LeBron. They did. It's like nobody's rooting against Anthony Davis. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The leaderboard has changed again the Masters. Now three golfers are tied for the lead at two under. Cameron Smith, Charles Swartzel, and Takumi Kanaya are all two under. Uh, a bunch are still at one under, and uh, th- there's a, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight golfers at one under. The biggest name there, uh, probably... Uh, Oh, Patrick Reed probably uh, would be the biggest name there. Lee Westwood as well. Then uh, at even, uh, a large group of golfers. Tommy Fleetwood even through nine. DeChambeau is even through nine. Daniel Berger even through nine. Matsuyama eagle, uh, even through eight. Tigers drop back to even now. Uh, he's through eight. He must have bogeyed eight. Uh, Justin Thomas, even through eight. Adam Scott, even through seven. Scotty Scheffler, even through seven. And then um, 
Bubba Watson just out on the course. Uh, he's starting. One over. Tony Finau is one over. Bernard Longer. How old, is he like 79 years old or something, Bernard Longer now? And he continues to play well. He's one over uh, through five. Justin Rose is one over. Uh, Patrick Harrington is two over. And he is in the clubhouse at 74. Zach Johnson is two over through 12. Kevin Na is two over through 10. Fred Couples is three over through 16. Uh, Molinari is four over through 17. Larry Mize, four over through 17. Stuart Sink, four over through 13. VJ Singh is five over through 15. And again, uh, Billy Horschel is uh, due to go out uh, just as we go off the air. But he is the only Gator in the field at the Masters. So we will keep you updated before we go off the air today. And Major League Baseball today. Opening day and two games already knocked away. The reason? Bad weather. The three afternoon games today. Wrigley gets a game today. The Brewers at the Cubs. That'll start uh, at about 2.20 today. I still can't get used to the Cleveland Guardians. But the Guardians are in Kansas City to face the Royals. And then the Pirates are in St. Louis to face the Cardinals where Albert Pujols will make his 22nd straight opening day start. I believe he ties Henry Aaron for that. And I think there's one player that's got 23. And this is going to be Pujols' last year, unless he changes his mind. Uh, my Mets open up at the Nationals. The Braves open up against... The Reds, the Braves are at home. Elsewhere, Astros, Angels, and Padres, D-backs. That's opening day. That'll be fun. There was also a trade today, too, involving the Twins and the Padres. I'll let you go look that up. No no big names uh, were there. But Red Sox, Yankees, and uh, the Twins game today were postponed because of bad weather. Still, it's opening day. Patrick emails. Uh, thought the ump behind the plate in the uh, Gator softball game did a great job. Didn't call ridiculous outside pitches. Wanted to ask about the catching situation. Well, we have Rowe and uh, Emily Wilkie. Which one's better defensively? One better offensively? I thought Rowe was supposed to be a highly rated player. Well, look, Patrick, most of the players that Tim Walton brings in are highly recruited. Let's face it. Um, Rowe is hitting over 300. I know that. I don't know what she's hitting, but I know it's over 300. Um, Wilkie uh, is not. She's not hitting as well, hitting like, like 215 somewhere in there. Um, but they've kind I don't want to say they platooned. That, that's not the right word. But they've both been behind the plate. But Rowe, certainly uh, the better hitter, no doubt about it. And how about 
Uh, Skyler Wallace last night. It's two stolen bases. She's got 32 steals now on the year. The Gators have 89 steals, and their steal percentage is 89%. You know how I know that? Because they had 89 steals in 100 tries. Even I can do that math. But obviously, the three base stealers for them, Wallace with 32, Falby with 25, and Hannah Adams <coughs> has 12. But uh, you can generate runs, uh, and you can get use small ball to do it. Uh, that's pretty good stuff. All right, we got about 20 minutes left, 392-8255, and you can email srussell uh, at wruf.com. A couple of things I want to tell you about the Gator baseball game tonight. Judd Fabian leads the SEC with 13 homers. He is tied for second nationally. Wyatt Lankford is tied for fourth in the SEC with 10 homers. And they are only one of four pairs of teammates in the league, or sorry, in the country with 10 plus home runs each. I guessed one of the other teams was Texas. The other two, Boston College and Old Dominion. And uh, it's interesting, from March 12th to 25th, one of them homered in eight consecutive games. Also, Fabian and Langford tied for the team lead in RBI uh, with 31. They've averaged over an RBI a game. Florida's played 29 games. They have 31. So... We'll we'll, uh, we'll see. And uh, the Gators, defensively, 981 fielding percentage. That's 11th nationally. Arkansas is even better than that. Yeah, Arkansas is terrific. Def- I think they're 984. They are terrific defensively. Um, okay. So we'll uh, update the Masters one more time for you. I want to also uh, tell you that women's basketball – has hired a new assistant coach, Tamisha Augustin. Um, She comes to Florida from the NBA's G League. Yeah, she was a coach for the Grand Rapids Gold, that's the Denver Nuggets G League team. She also, for a brief time, was a recruiting coordinator at Mississippi State and then went to the G League. So she will bring... Uh, a really good pedigree to this Florida women's basketball team. Um, And she uh, also helped guide Arizona to an NCAA championship. So she's got good pedigree. And she's also a good recruiter because she helped sign at Arizona uh, the two-time Gatorade National Player of the Year in Lauren Ware. Good addition uh, to that coaching staff, no question about it. And uh, a good get for Coach Kelly Ray Finley. And I'm telling you, women's basketball is exactly the same in terms of competition and whatnot. And and it's going to be interesting to see if Florida can keep this up. You know, getting to the NCAA tournament, doing that, We'll see what Kelly Ray Finley can do now as the permanent head coach. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Tyler Carmona. Gators baseball kicks off their series against the second-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks today. Although the Gators recently beat Florida A&M, they have, lo- they have lost just two out of their last eight games. Tune in for coverage right here at 5.55 p.m. Third-ranked men's tennis will face some SEC competition this week as they face Alabama on Friday and Auburn on Sunday. The tennis team's record currently sits at 17-2. Junior golfer Fred Biondi was named the SEC Co-Golfer of the Week after coming up with a victory at the Calusa Cup on Tuesday. According to Golfstat, Biondi is the second-ranked golfer in the nation. That's your Sports Center. I'm Tyler Carmona. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated cutting edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option don't do it call qc kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments enjoy this time of year doing what you love call the local medical professionals at qc kinetics now now with offices in ocala and the villages 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 hi this is dr art mowry of exceptional dentistry Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it it is a one-stop party shop. You're going to get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Kids are amazing. And at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 
540-5437. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Meek here, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. One last look at the Masters leaderboard as we say goodbye for the day. Uh, it's interesting that Tiger Woods is now back to uh, even par. <coughs> we will uh, do that. We'll get a call from Tennessee Mike first. Hey. Hey, Steve. I uh, want to ask you an AFC East question, playing off your Jets, uh, being a fan of the Jets there, maybe a quick question about the SEC East and football also. Okay. Hey, hey, Steve, I listen to a lot of Miami radio. I listen to Joe Rose in the morning a lot. And, um, you know, the Bills look to be the early Super Bowl favorite. Um, Jets, unfortunately, don't seem to have much coming. You never know. But uh, Patriots thought to be middle of the pack, and I guess the Dolphins also. But, Steve, I hear all these people busting on Tua all the time. And here's my question. It really has nothing to do with Tua. It's about this uh, getting the cheetah, all this money they threw at Tyreek Hill. Why do you throw all that money? Is he the highest-paid player in the NFL right now? I think he's, that's he's right, but I don't – if he is not, he's yeah. one of them. Okay, so and, and the Dolphins have Bridgewater now. So let me ask you, if you're a general manager and that general manager down there takes some heat too, why in the world would you throw all that money at a wide receiver when most of your fan base doesn't like your starting quarterback? Well, because a good general manager doesn't really care what the fan base thinks. You mm-hmm. you do you do what's best as a general manager for your team and what you think – that team needs and obviously any good quarterback well most I mean there, there are some you know Aaron Rodgers is one of those that you know could, could could throw just about anybody but most quarterbacks need help they need you know a good quarterback is partially good because they have a good offensive line and they have receivers that are good the Dolphins didn't really have that so they must have felt to help Tua he's going to need you know a wide receiver with some dynamism that's why they go out and get him what do you think about Tua, Steve? Do you think he's going to lose the job to Bridgewater, or do you think he's going to come around and be a serviceable NFL quarterback? Well, again, I think just define what serviceable is, right? They were 9-8 and eight uh, last well, year and, and came back and did, you know, pretty well after, after being poor early. But what is serviceable? What is, well, uh, you know, the, the beauty's well, in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, he was drafted fifth in the first round, so I guess I should have said a good NFL quarterback to justify his draft pick. I just wonder what good is all that money going to T- uh, Tyreek Hill do if nobody can throw him the ball? Well, uh, that's going to be the – that, I, I, I get your point, right? Chicken or the egg, yeah, yeah. right? You would hope yeah. that a better wide receiver makes a better quarterback, right? I mean, that's what you hope. But now, right, if, if you don't, if you don't have – you know, a good quarterback, then the wide receiver maybe isn't as good. So we'll see. All right, Steve, last question. Uh, this NIL stuff's changed things, obviously, but I'm in the camp that thinks it's Georgia to win the East as far as the eye can see. Um, we'll see how this NIL shakes out. Are you are you with me, or do you think Georgia's going to see some serious competition in terms of the division championship in the next two or three years? 
Well, again, serious. Yes. I mean, do, do I think that Kentucky is better? I think Tennessee is going to be better. I think Florida is going to be better. So, yeah, I, I think they'll face competition. Now, somebody's lost to knock them off because, let's face it, they lose a ton of NFL talent, a ton of it. So is that easily replaced? Well, that's where recruiting comes in, and that's where you know, they still have five-star guys, four-star guys. But are they going to be as good as their predecessors? We will find out. Well, they're recruiting them five-star dudes to replace these guys they're losing. But I'm in the camp that thinks that Georgia's second team could beat anybody else in the SEC East. Hang in there, Steve. Okay, Mike, thank you. Uh, Barbarino, hello. Hey, Mr. Steve. Hey. Uh I wanted to just do a shout out for the ladies gymnastics team. Uh didn't I didn't say anything after their last uh regional victory. Wow, one ninety eight, seven seven five. You you, you seem third. to wait, Barbarino, to do that like days later to give them a shout out. It's almost like you're in a cave somewhere and you realize that but that's okay. Shout out to shout out. Hey, hey, in my defense I was in the hospital. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but but you usually do that. You have to admit that. But it's okay. Uh, okay, okay. It's okay. Um, but uh, are you okay? By the way. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah, I, I had a couple of stents put in, and so I'm a little slow moving right now. Okay. But I'm okay. We'll get better. It's, it's ticking upwards. <laughs> no, good. That's um, better than the alternative. Yes. Well, you know, I was looking. You know, last year, I mean. They came into the regional or, or into the final, not the finals, but they came into the national championships. And then, you know, Trinity Thomas had that thing with her ankle or leg or whatever it was. And, and you know, they came in fourth place uh, in, in the finals. Uh, I assume, well, yeah, she's got to be doing okay because she, she got two tens and, uh, and got something wild, crazy, thirty-nine point seven or eight or something like that. So uh, she obviously, uh, it would seem, she's in good health right now. So uh, go Gators! All right, Barbarino, thank you. Yeah, obviously her scores would uh, tell you uh, that is certainly the case. Uh, all right, one final look uh, at the Masters leaderboard. Don't forget tomorrow, Tim Kirchin. He's going to join us to talk uh, Major League Baseball, and we will do our level best to get other guests to come on as well. I don't know if you saw this. Speaking of the Dolphins, uh, former Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes and defensive coordinator Ray Horton have joined Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL. Um, We'll see where that goes. That may take time, but we will see. All right. Masters, a new leader. Joaquin Neiman, three under par. Cameron Smith, Charles Schwartzel, Lee Westwood at two under par. Okay? One under, a bunch of people. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, I'm just, uh, let's see, big names here. Patrick Reed, who's just, just starting out, though. Tiger Woods is a, uh, among a group that's even. Tiger's even through nine as is Matsuyama, Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson's even, but he's only played a couple of holes. Tommy Fleetwood is one over through nine. Deshambo just got a, a bogey, so he's one over uh, through ten. Bernhard Longer is one over 
through six. Zach Johnson's two over through 13, as is Kevin Na. Justin Rose is two over early in his round. And once again, other golfers, Billy Horschel, uh, Morikawa, John, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, uh, Roy McElroy, Brooks Kepka, Paul Casey, all going out uh, when we are going to be off the air. So uh, looks like the weather's going to hold up. It's nice there now. And uh, we'll see what happens at the end of today. Tomorrow, we will do the same thing. We will update scores from the Masters here as we go along. Sam says, uh, criticize the coach all you want. But once it includes family, over the line. He said, thoughts on the softball game last night? Well-played game. I mean, you, you know, unfortunately, when two good teams play, one good team's going to lose sometimes. And that's what happened last night. Florida State's good. Aren't they like 36-2? and two? They're good. So hopefully they'll meet somewhere down the road and uh, the outcome will be different. Two last emails before we say goodbye today. William says, uh, actually, maybe I'll throw this out for a question tomorrow. Because he says, what do you think the crowd will be for the orange and blue game? Don't students get in free, right? That will help, you'd think. And I understand, this was a discussion, I think, last week. Could this deter some people from coming because it's at night and it's not a weekend? Maybe. In other words, if... If if you come and you got to go to work on Friday, all right, you might not come. All right, I get that. Um, but I'll maybe I'll throw that out tomorrow. That's actually a good question. We'll do that. Uh, if I had to guess, I'll wait till tomorrow to guess. I want to give it some more thought before I just blurt something out because I do think there's going to be a natural curiosity about a new coach, a new system, new coaches, what they do. They're going to pretty much do this in a, uh, you know, a, a relatively normal type game, uh, how they're going to do it. Uh, but I'll get that. maybe I'll throw that out tomorrow for a question. That's actually pretty good. Uh, and tomorrow, of course, we'll talk about Gator Baseball tonight. Get your thoughts on game one of the series. We will have that game live for you here at 5.55 tonight. The weather is obviously much better now, so uh, that will work. Gators softball, just a reminder, will play Saturday, Sunday, Monday this week at home as Alabama comes to town. So uh, two really good teams coming in here facing both uh, Gator baseball and Gator softball. Our thanks today to uh, Vic Morin from ESPN, talking a little National Hockey League, and one of our former students, Jonathan Acosta, previewing Arkansas for you. He is now a sports reporter at 5 News Fayetteville. I want to thank both of them for uh, coming on and doing their thing. We thank you for listening, and we'll do this again tomorrow for a Friday edition of Sports. Thanks to David for producing, and enjoy opening day of base. We'll talk about that too, such as it is, because all the teams are not in action. Marlins and Rays tomorrow. You're tuned to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow.
left Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.